Well, hello, internet friends near and far. Welcome to another episode of Parks and Conversation. This is a podcast where we talk about an episode of Parks and Recreation. And then uh, my friend Jeremy and I, we talk about it. And uh, I'm Jason, and I'm joined by Jeremy, who's all the way across town. Say hello, Jeremy. Hey, how's it going? It is going so, so well. Uh, As far as Fridays go, um, it is, this is when we're recording it, and it's an overcast Friday. um, And, uh, you know, cold. It's cold. Overcast, overcast Friday. It's like it's a it's a lunch menu. Mm-hmm. Taco Tuesday, overcast <laughs> Friday. What would be served on the overcast Friday? Uh, ooh, that's a good one. Uh, pigs in a blanket. Okay, because it's overcast and cold, and you, you got to bundle up. I guess I don't know. Yeah, that's a good call. What about uh, what or if bi- it's like a, a soup and sandwich and combination? So you've okay. got the uh, pigs in a blanket. With the chili. Mm-hmm. How's that? <laughs> okay, sure. All right. The Overcast yeah, Friday. I've never, 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 never put those together, but let's do it. I'm in. You, well, I mean, pigs in a blanket and chili, that is. Yeah, but I mean, you've got a blanket and like it. Yeah. I mean, chili's delicious. It's good for any time of the year, but when oh, yeah. it's cold, it's really good. That's right. Chili <laughs> on the outside, chili on the inside. Yeah. Have you have you ever gone to a restaurant and ordered pigs in a blanket? Sure. You have? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, I mean, like what restaurant I was serves, younger? But where? I I've never I I have children. I've never seen pigs in a blanket on a menu anywhere. Oh, the the family pancake house. They have pigs right in a blanket. Up here. Oh, yeah. I swear I'm going right after this and pick my kids up from their <laughs> worthless half day of school and we're getting pigs in a blanket. <laughs> so, Do it. Uh, yes, it is a half day listener. So public education for the win. Um, today, uh, Jeremy, uh, also, hey, listener, thanks for sticking with us. We were uh, there were a couple of things going on uh, where we took a couple of weeks off. I was out of the country and then it was Thanksgiving and uh, and now we're back. And uh Jeremy is is working on his birthday as we're recording this today. So by working, I mean he's not getting paid to do this. But uh, yeah, so happy birthday it's to true. Jeremy! Uh, so thanks for hey, joining thanks. us in this whole deal. But we're back for for more of this, and this being episode uh, eighteen of season four, it's called Lucky. And basic premise is Leslie has an opportunity to have to be interviewed by an Indianapolis news reporter for the campaign uh, and uh, things don't go great. And Andy is going to graduate from one college class. (laughs) (laughs) It's a big deal. (laughs) So, um, yeah. So this episode is uh, uh, off the top. Jeremy, what do you what do you feel about this episode? What are your thoughts? I had kind of forgotten about this one, honestly, uh, when I when it came on and I knew Sean Hayes was in it. And then but then some of the the other plot points with Andy's class and uh, the thing we'll get to later, Jerry and Donna. And I was like, oh, yeah, I like this. I remember, I like this episode. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I like I like I like how it resolves is probably mm-hmm. the best part of it. So, yeah. What about you? Um, I love the the Andy story much more than the Leslie story. Um, and so like Andy, the Andy storyline is very fun and silly. Um, and the Leslie storyline is like, it feels like an after school special on like why, why you shouldn't get drunk before a big interview opportunity, you know? So yeah, like, no, no, no day, day drinking. No, bad yeah. idea. <laughs> it's a, definitely a bad idea. <laughs> Um, and on a so very just, special blossom. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it just kind of feels like a morality play that I wasn't really ready for. And, and I'm not somebody who, you know, gives over to the drink. Um, and so it wasn't like an offensive thing to me, but it was just like, this is a weird, um, I don't know. It just felt weird. So, but yeah, the uh, setup, I, I think the setup for the drinking portion, like, you know, she's like, I, I felt like it was a bigger setup funnier things might have happened you, mm-hmm. you know like i don't know bigger hijinks bigger hijinks i don't know um, greater hijinks greater yeah largest the largest hijinks and and it just <laughs> kind of was hijinks <laughs> everybody says so and they just kind of fizzled out a little bit in a way like it was just kind of like it was almost like not sad but i don't know 
didn't wasn't wasn't funny, I guess, <laughs> as much as it could have been. It just wasn't funny. Um, just yeah, wasn't which, funny. Yeah, I mean, there's funny things, but um, and I, then I also sure. I'm not I'm not crazy about Sean Hayes, um, just as an actor, and I didn't like how mean he was to one of my favorite places in a fictional world, and so I also <laughs> was like, I don't really like you. You're mean. And maybe this so. is what killed his career. Like I don't know this episode. <laughs> Uh, well, he came back with the uh, Will and Grace revival, so I don't know if his career is killed. Is it, is it still going? I have no idea. I remember I don't it, just it don't besmirch the good name of Honey. <laughs> the Will and Grace revival, like I was recording something on our DVR, um, and it was the show after it, <laughs> and so I would see consistently the first three minutes of the new episodes of Will and Grace, and I would rem- remember, I hate this show. <laughs> so um, anyway, so let's uh, let's jump in. Let's start with the Andy line, the Andy storyline, and then we'll come back to the Leslie team stuff. So um, in previous episodes, Andy um, had enrolled in a, a college class, a college course called Women's Studies. Um, and this is a uh, w- just the one class and he's going to, you know, start, start collaging. And, uh, Ron helped him, uh, make it happen, um, by helping pay for the class. Cause Ron values a good education. And so, um, so Andy, is, as we see him, he's prepping for his, his final. And, uh, the, <laughs> the, the, way, I love the way that they are helping Andy get ready because they're asking questions about, different women throughout history. Um, and when Andy gets the right answer, he asks for a treat. <laughs> treat, please. Um, much like training a dog. Uh, yeah. And, and uh, you know, we've said before, Andy is like a golden retriever. And, uh, and this is more evidence. Um, he's very treat motivated. Um, and so the first question is about Laura Mulvey. Uh, and Andy says, Lori Mulvey was a guy to which April replies girl. And he's like, that's right. It's women's studies. They're all girls. <laughs> and, um, and, uh, and so she's, uh, he, t- he gives her like a bio on her and then treat please. And then cuts to a talking head. And he's like, Hey, this is my first ever final exam. Um, which is funny because first ever final exam for my women's studies class, which is you only have one final exam for a class. So it's his first ever final exam for my women's studies class. But um, he uh, points out that normally to scare scare him, tests are scary, but this is an oral exam. And his uh, response is, if, if there's one thing I know is my fantastic is talk. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, that was one of my favorite lines in the whole episode. <laughs> so I see my you, fantastic. Andy. I, I know. It's talk. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got you. I'm right there with you, buddy. Um, my, so, my word's pretty. <laughs> yeah. If some people have way with words, other people know have way. Um, but Andy's yeah, no fantastic. Way. It's talk. Um, so then cuts back to him with Ron and, and April. And he said, I'm so nervous. And so then he's like, I'm just going to call out sick. I'm going to make fart fake barfing noises and just bail. Uh, so give me my phone. And Andrew says, no, or Ron says, no, this is not how grownups handle tough situations. You face them head on. And, uh, and Andy's like, okay, okay. And then April gives the great advice. If you don't know what to say, just tear up and say, she changed my life. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, oh yeah, that's, that's a good call. I mean, that is the right play. (laughs) She changed my life. (laughs) Oh man, I as a professor, um, I'm I'm prepping for a class right now where we're interacting with um, different writers throughout history, and it's mu- it's like a seminar type class. And so you, it's a lot like this final exam. What it actually looks like is sitting down with the students and saying, like, "All right, tell me about tell me about this uh, this re- this author." And uh, last time I taught this class, I definitely had some people who are like, "Man, this book, wow." this book <laughs> what about this book ah oh, it's definitely got words in it <laughs> so those had pages so many pages and did you notice how how well numbered the pages were mm-hmm. yeah they, they kept going up <laughs> they were in sequence can you believe it yeah. i mean these, this book was written in like the the 800s 
and they knew number sequence then. Man, <laughs> mm. some things, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Am I right? Right, right. And you are right. getting an F in this class. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Dang it. I'm a, I'm a tough grader. Uh, I'm not. Um, and so the uh, cut to Andy in the, in the classroom with his professor, Linda, uh, Professor Linda. And uh, it just starts with him talking about Susan Bronwell or B. Anthony. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It gives a little bio about her, but born in Massachusetts, pivotal role, institution, women's suffrage. And Linda interrupts like, Andy, um, slow down. This is a pass fail class. So I just want to have a discussion about what you got from this class. (laughs) And Andy's response is like, oh, okay, I got it. I would say what I find very cool about Susan B. Anthony is how she was born in Adams, Massachusetts in 1820. You know, just one man's opinion. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Andy, so good. (laughs) Um, And then it cuts to him exiting the the office and, you know, yelling out, I passed, I got a P um, and he was hoping for a P plus, but that doesn't exist. (laughs) Um, And uh, and so but he's still pretty stoked because this is the best tied for the best grade in the class. And now he's a college graduate is what he says. And April's like, no, you're not. I'm <laughs> just like, okay, I'm a college course graduate. And he looks to Ron and says, it's all because of you. Um, and, uh-huh. uh, and then Ron's like, I'm proud of you. Let's, let's go get a steak. And Andy's like, yeah, absolutely. And, and Andy, because he is a golden retriever, he invites Linda to come because it's a party. Everybody should come. Um, and, uh, and Andy's like, why don't you come with us? And, you know, we'll make you pay for your own food because of equality. (laughs) (laughs) What I love. He's trying. Yeah, he's really trying to do like be shaped and formed by this women's studies course. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, what I love about the contrast here is like it is like, you know, yes, this is a feminist course. And, um, you know, we want to like elevate uh, you know, understanding w- women's roles throughout history and all that stuff. But April's closing line at the end of this section is so like <laughs> uh, stereotypical, like women cattiness that like is totally like it was totally unexpected the first time I heard it when <laughs> when they're walking away and April just looks at the professor and says, are you going to wear that? <laughs> 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 So it's just this wonderful, like, (laughs) contrast um, of like, yeah, I just I laughed so hard the first time I I remember going like that is not what I expected at all in that moment. So. (laughs) um, So they go to go to dinner and uh, they uh, are at the the restaurant and Andy says to the professor, like Ron's the guy I wrote the book about for positive male role models Um, and. and and Linda says, it seems like you're quite the feminist. Um, and, and Ron's like, I don't consider myself an anythingist, but you know, I was raised and influenced by powerful women. Um, and, uh, and he gives the example that, you know, when his dad told his mom that woman was made from the rib of Adam, she broke his jaw (laughs) and, um, and then his uncle Lon, uh, uh, what did Lon do? I didn't write down what Lon did. Anyway, I don't. I, th- I think it cut to April just like getting distracted and saying, "Is that Chris?" Oh, oh, well, you could hear him in the background, but I didn't write it down because yes, April does get distracted and sees Chris sitting at the bar by himself, which you know it's interesting that uh, April would care. Um, and Andy's like, "Yeah, it really does look like him, but there's no way to know for sure. We'll have to ask him about it tomorrow." <laughs> <laughs> But uh, April goes in, over. In, that same, in, in the same moment. She just like stands up and goes like, dude, come on. Like, I love <laughs> I love how she has so much patience for Andy. And yet she's like, dude, I just yeah, there's certain things I'm not even going to try to talk to you about. Just go do it. It's it's so much easier. I feel like right. that's how my wife deals with me most of the time. Like, I'm not even <laughs> going to talk to you about it. I'm just going to do this thing. It's so much easier. Yeah. Uh, that is accurate. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, your wife is a, a woman of action, like April. Like, oh yes, yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So <laughs> the uh, the fact that a- so April goes over and, and talks to Chris, and uh, you know, last time we saw Chris and April interacting directly with each other, uh, Chris had just broken up with Millie, and so mm-hmm. she 
uh, gave him the the movie tickets that he won uh, and an extra ticket so that they could all go together uh, to the uh, the movies together, you know. And so she's trying to be nice to Chris. And so now she goes, sees him over there and invites him over. So he's not just sitting alone at a bar reading a book to, to which Chris responds is like, I'm not alone. I'm surrounded by friends I don't know yet, <laughs> which is my son's attitude in life. These are all friends I haven't met yet. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, and the book that she, he's reading is a story of a woman born with no arms, no legs who attempted to swim the English channel. Uh, and she drowned immediately. <laughs> it's a sad story. So, uh, interesting. I feel, bad, I feel bad laughing about those, like those jokes, like, but it's not a real person, but it was just, yeah. In, it was wasn't it called Lim Possible? Yeah, the book's no, title Lim, Lim Limitless with <laughs> Lim. <laughs> I mean, they put it in there, so it's, I mean. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, oh yes, the, oh yeah. She drowned immediately. <laughs> just <laughs> the props department. Uh, they really like they crush it with books, right? Books. I just want a library so- full of their fake books. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Um, and so I think, I think April, I think April is kind of the, the balancer in, in the world. Like, like she definitely likes to bring people down a peg, but then also like, she knows that Chris is deep down. She, he's annoying, but he's a good person. And, and April's a, you know, deep down, she know she's a good person too. So when she sees him sad, you know, obviously they built a rapport, but she does care for him. And so I, I don't know, this just kind of struck me and like, I was the same thing as like, well, why does she go over there? She doesn't really care about people, but you know, she really does. And so. I just like how if people are way too happy or too, you know, over the top, she loves bringing them down. But if someone's mm-hmm. down, she's not going to kick them while they're down. You know what I mean? And that's mm-hmm. I think that's why April is such an endearing character. Yeah. Well, also, April, uh, the people who are in April's life, like Leslie, Ron and Chris, they all lift her up. You know, yeah. they all give her opportunity. They all see something in her. They respect her. Um, and so she has these moments where she's like, I will. Um, I'm here for you also. And it doesn't it doesn't seem like an April uh, type of action based on the way she generally works in the world. But she is a kind mm-hmm. person. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's in there, even though she can be scary also. So, uh, so April brings Chris over to the table, um, and introduces, uh, Chris to professor Linda, um, and, uh, server comes over and, uh, asks like, do you guys want to hear our specials to which Ron responds? No, no need porterhouse rare and quickly. And he gets the same. Linda gets a spinach salad and, um, wants to know about dressing to which Chris responds. I brought my own dressing and the server says, you can't be doing that. (laughs) Uh, and says, this is the last time <laughs> I promise. <laughs> so he's been in trouble before for bringing his own dressing. Um, and so Linda chooses to go with his dressing. And so, and April looks at the, the camera at that moment. And it's like, this is happening. This is, this is working. These guys, this will be great. Um, and, uh, and then next time we cut back to Andy, uh, talking at the table to April thinking no one else can hear him. I, this always bothers me in TV. Like he's not being quiet. Like everybody could hear that. Um, but he says, if they got together, they would make the most beautiful super baby. It would rule us all. But what if super baby became too powerful? <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, we'll just take that chance. <laughs> right. Um, and then and the look head, on his face is like, yeah, we, we would need to. Yeah. Yeah. There's no stopping it. Um, and then uh, got to, to talking head, talking about how April, um, you know, her motivation is, you know, Jerry, yeah, Millie dumped Chris and now he just needed this. And if they get together, it's, I might never have to talk to him again. So, um, so it's, you know, even when she's trying to do a nice thing, she tries to cover it over with some snark. Um, mm-hmm. and so Chris, uh, or a- April looks over and says, uh, professor Linda, you have really nice arms. Do you work out? And Chris is like, I was thinking the same thing, but I, I didn't want to say that. I didn't want you to think I was objectifying you with my male gaze. <laughs> so, um, and then, uh, it's such a weird exchange all around. Yeah. Very, very weird. Um, and, uh, so he, 
she's like, can I see your arm? And she holds her arm out and he's looking at her musculature. Um, and, uh, yeah. And while he's doing that run, uh, waves over the server, Kendra is like, you know what? I am going to have that third steak after all, <laughs> go ahead and put that order in now, please. And thank you. Um, so while Ron, right, Chris is talking about how important physical health is, Ron's like, I'm going to have more steak. So I love Ron. Um, so then towards the end of dinner, they, uh, Andy is thanking everybody for the greatest, the ultimate triumph of his life. And he's just very proud of himself and, and they are too. Uh, and, uh, and he's like, I'm going to take your class again next, next semester. I'm going to try to lock down that P plus, uh, <laughs> the teacher says that's impossible because <laughs> it's pass fail. You can't get a P plus on pass <laughs> fail. Uh, and Andy's response to that's impossible is you and the women taught me that nothing is impossible. <laughs> I love how he starts the whole thing off with, I'm very proud of me, and you are too. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Oh, Andy. So he, when he wants to sound important, it sounds like not more nonsense. Um, right. And, uh, and so Chris is like, well, I got to go. I got to get up early. I'm teaching a Zumba class for retirees. But uh, And then he asks Linda out by saying, do you enjoy land kayaking, which <laughs> is a thing. Um, and uh, And... You know, Linda's like, I'm really flattered, but I just got out of a relationship. So I, I need more time before I jump in anything. And, and Chris's like, okay, got it. No problem. And, uh, and then he takes off. Uh, and then Ron, as, after Chris leaves, Ron says, anybody want to go to JJ's for some after dinner omelets? And Linda says, how about you and I go back to my place? And Ron's yes. And, and they just go right away. And, uh, and, and, and April are standing left at the table and just shocked by how quickly that happened. Um, and so, uh, the next morning Ron comes in, in his tiger woods outfit, uh, which Tom told us uh, a couple seasons ago. That means that, uh, he wears that, uh, the day after he, uh, has sex. And so, cause he's feeling victorious and he's coming in with some donuts. Um, he gives Ron or he gives April and Andy, uh, money to buy a Walkman, um, which, he thinks costs twenty five dollars, um, and uh, and he's pretty stoked about everything that's going on. And Chris comes in at that moment and says, "I just want to thank you guys for a phenomenal evening." Uh, and uh, you know, I think I'm going to ask out Linda again. You know, when she's emotionally ready. Uh, and Andy's just like, "Mm-hmm." <laughs> and uh, and then uh, Chris like, "Hey, great red shirt." And then he takes off. And uh, Andy's like, dude, you've got to tell him what you just did. <laughs> uh, and Ron's like, no, there's not, no, no, none of his business. And April's like, no, you have to give him a heads up so he's not rejected again. And uh, and Ron's like, no, I don't want to get involved in anybody's matters of any nature. And Andy then says, Ron, someone once told me that this is not how grownups deal with tough situations. We face them head on. <laughs> and Ron's resigns to it <laughs> yeah he's like fine uh, and then uh, he walks away and then andy realizes like oh ron that was you who told me that <laughs> someone once told me <laughs> he told him oh. yesterday <laughs> <laughs> that was you um and so crazy <laughs> so ron goes to see chris and uh and, and chris's reaction is there's that shirt uh, and he says, look, Chris, after the bar, I engage with consensual activities with Linda. Um, and he's like, I didn't plan on it, but it happened. And now, you know, uh, and Chris is like, well, thank you for telling me you're a good man. And then he hugs Chris, which again, Ron is not a fan of uh, Chris hugs Ron, which he's not a fan of. And as he's hugging Ron, he whispers in his ear. I'm quite lonely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor, poor Chris. Oh, Chris. Oh, I feel bad for him. <laughs> I'm quite lonely. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that I love that plot line is so great. Andy is so wonderfully funny and weird um, in this. <laughs> you and the women taught me that nothing is impossible. So <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Um, so that's a fun, the fun B plot line. Now, the A plot line is a little less fun, but it starts funny because Leslie is trying to mm -hmm. find a new interview outfit and they are almost all terrible. Um, and uh, she comes out in I don't even know how to describe the first outfit. Uh, it's like uh, <laughs> fancy hobo <laughs> is what it looks like. <laughs> I don't know. It's so bizarre. Um, it's derelict. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> yes, it's that. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so she then has a talking head to say, like, yeah, you know, to win an election, you have to be good or you have to be lucky. And Buddy Wood uh, is coming. He's in town. He hosts the number one in morning show in Indianapolis, and he's doing uh, a series of interviews on local elections. And so they're pretty excited that Leslie's going to be a part of this because they don't have the resources that Bobby Newport has. And so they need these kinds of lucky breaks to get mm-hmm. exposure in the media. Um, and uh, so she's trying on all these different outfits and, and Ben is very focused on like, Hey, we just need to go over the talking points. There's this, is a lot of work we have to do. Um, and, uh, and he, she goes into change and she's like, I can hear you just keep asking. And so, so <laughs> she's like, uh, what's the first major public works project? And Leslie comes out, I was like, Oh, I don't know, but these pants will work for the public. And she's coming out in like <laughs> leather pants. I'm like, I mean, Tom and Anne are there and like, wow, you, you look amazing. Um, and, uh, and so, uh, then she turns around. <laughs> well, Tom says, I bet they even look better on Ben's floor. And I was like, are you hitting on Leslie for me? Um, but uh, they turn around and it says Nympho on the butt in sparkly letters, to which Tom explains that Nympho means you're addicted to sex and since it's on the butt, there's other implications as well. So those are a maybe. <laughs> a maybe. Uh, so, um, yeah, so that's the cold open. Um, and so fortunately, she did not land on that outfit. So she comes out. Uh, after the, the credit scene, uh, wearing a you know a sensible outfit, thinking though that it does need a bowler or an edgy scarf, and she's wrong uh, about the scarfs. Um, and uh, and so Ben's like, no, just go something basic, no nonsense. Uh, and while they are talking, he gets a call from uh, Mister Wood, Buddy Wood, um, and he goes off, takes a call, and Ann and Tom are like, man, he's so uptight. And uh, you know, we this is crazy how uptight he is. Um, and they're joking about pulling the rod out of his butt and hanging those outfits on it. Um, and it cuts to a talking head like, hey, we're in a really great Tom saying we're in a really great space in our relationship. We've gone 30 hours without breaking up. <laughs> our personal best is 47. That happened when she was out of town for two days and forgot we were dating. Um, so <laughs> this is like so, and this is like Chekhov's gun right here for the relationship. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the, things are going to happen. Um, and so the uh, but Ben comes back. It's like, well you know what the interview's off, but he has to fly back Indianapolis. Uh, there was a factory explosion. Um, and Leslie's like, Oh, come on. Did anybody even get hurt? Uh, so, uh, um, sorry, yeah. but immediately apologizes. Like <laughs> that's her first instinct. It's like me, but then also like, Oh, but wait, anybody, get, anybody get hurt? Oh, sorry. This is actually a tragedy. <laughs> so, right. Uh, yeah. So, um, Leslie, Ben is frustrated because this is the first stroke of luck they had. It's gone. So he's like, we just got to work harder. Um, and, uh, and he's like, we should all just go, go to bed early, uh, for our, get some rest. So we can go door to door tomorrow. Um, and, and Tom's like, that's really great. That sounds like great news. Um, and you might even be, make it back in time for boring club. And do you know who the president of boring club is? <laughs> ben, me? I like, nope. we lost because your speech was too boring. Um, and so, unless so he takes Ben. But then I wanted to know who won. Like, who, who yeah, is the know. most boring person? Maybe Jerry. Maybe Jerry oh, yeah. won. I mean, he's a pretty boring person. Um, and he probably wouldn't even, he probably wouldn't have even had anybody like, he wouldn't say anything like in any way controversial in his speech. I was like, look, guys, we, you know, we're all here just to get out of the house for a little bit. We can do that together. And they're like, yeah, that's good. No, I, I think, I think Jerry, you're so Jerry far away. Not- <laughs> I think Jerry got nominated without being without knowing. That's a possibility. Yeah. Yeah. And he ran uncontested. Um, so uh so Leslie takes Ben aside, it's like, hey, why don't we do, like go get a drink, blow off some steam? Everyone's working so hard. And Ben's like, no, we gotta keep going. Uh I'm gonna do some polling numbers, turn in early. I suggest you do the same. Uh and then Leslie's like, Nope, I got a new outfit. My hair looks amazing. Let's go, let's go go drinking. Um, and so they do. And at the bar, Leslie uh, and Leslie Ann and Tom are enjoying some drinks together. And Leslie's like, this is a good idea. Should we get another round? Um, and Ann's like, we should get a basic no nonsense beverage. Um, and Tom's response, maybe we should all just drink some sensible portions of milk. <laughs> 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 so uh, and, you know, they're like, man, Tom, 
or Les was like, I, I love Ben, but this campaign has turned fun, dorky Ben into grumpy stress ball Ben. Uh, and it's like dealing with a strict mother who I am confusingly attracted to. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Anne's like, you just need to blow off some steam and, and he should get that. And they're like, yeah, absolutely. And so they keep the, the drinking continues. Um, tequila shots come by and uh, Anne's like, nope, 2012. Uh, and uh, then um, Ben calls while they're drinking uh, and um, they're inebriated <laughs> at this point and ben says hey where are you and leslie's like i'm in the house watching tv i'm watching murder she wrote <laughs> and, um and so he's like hey buddy wood's flight was delayed so if we can get to the airport we can do the interview and he's like oh this is great great news um and uh and he's like all right and <laughs> so get there this is good and leslie says anyway here comes me to the airport <laughs> Here comes me to the airport. Um, and so they're like, oh, no, we're drunk. What do we do? And Tom has a good idea. He's like, I still have rental time on that hot tub limousine that I got for your campaign. And it's on and it's on its way. Um, also in this, he says, both cabs in this town are busy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> both cabs in this town are busy. So I have the hot tub limousine. that's going to take us to the airport. Um, and and like, you're smart. You're smart. And then they do the diddly 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 swag thing. And Anne gets it right, and they're so excited. Cut to talking head of Tom, 33 hours. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so they uh, do a practice interview while they're waiting for the hot tub limousine to show up. And April asks uh, uh, the first question, Leslie, in your humble opinion. Uh, and they're like, why are you from Russia? It's like, I don't know. So this is going to go great. This is going to sure. go great. Um, while that's all going on, we're introduced to a B plot. Donna and Jerry are at uh, Ben's place and they're still working on some of the, the things, um, the mailers and campaign uh, mailers, campaign mailers. And so Donna's like, all right, I'm out of here. I got a date with, with my bathtub, a glass of red wine and a gigantic fireman named Marcus. And Jerry's like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to keep working. And, and, and Donna's like, you like doing this? And he's like, yeah, I like it. It makes sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> and Donna is shocked. Like, this is what is going on. And so the rest of the evening, then she cancels her date with Marcus um, because something interesting is happening, <laughs> which I don't know what is interesting about it. <laughs> she just wants to, wants to see how long Jerry will go. Um, right. And he's like, I don't know, Marcus, I'll hit you up when I hit you up. And so uh, Jerry <laughs> just keeps keeps folding things and licking the envelopes. And like at one point, he runs out of envelopes. Uh, or letters and he just keeps reaching into an empty space and then donna like slides over some more uh of the letters or the envelopes and then jerry just keeps going and so it's like this is amazing um <laughs> and donna and donna just looks over the camera just like are you guys seeing this too like yeah, we're all here right um and so <laughs> right? then uh later on in in the night uh donna just gets jerry's attention jerry jerry maybe you should wrap it up it's four in the morning it's like oh wow wow well that flew by uh he's like i'll just take these down with the post office and then he realizes oh no oh i put the wrong flyers in the mailers <laughs> and it's like well <laughs> you know what i always say it ain't government work if you don't have to do it twice here we go <laughs> and he's ready to go all over again and so <laughs> Donna goes and makes some coffee. Uh, so that's going to be happening throughout the rest of uh, this adventure for the the people here uh, while everybody else is doing their stuff. So um, I love how this kind of sets up the whole Donna Jerry dynamic where she's she gets intrigued at times with his just his quirks, his idiosyncrasies and just mm -hmm. watching him do things. Yeah. Watching him, Jerry. Yeah. So watching yeah. him, Jerry. Uh, yeah, so, um, so that's a fun little aside that's going on throughout the episode. And then, um, so Leslie shows up at the airport. She's like, wow, I feel totally normal. I'm ready to do this. Uh, and, uh, Ben is like, thanks for accommodating us on such short notice. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and then as Leslie is walking through, like she's, you can tell she's drunk because she's very interested in non-interesting things like Paul and the new ID badges. And it's on one of those like retractable little things and she pulls it out and is like looking at it and like lets it go and it hits him um and uh 
And he's like, yeah, thanks for helping, helping fight for these new security badges. And, and Leslie's response is help me to hop out. Uh, so Buddy Wooden comes over and, uh, and he introduces himself and she starts repeating things that he says, um, which is another indicator that she's trying too hard to focus in because she's a little tipsy. Um, and Leslie says, thank you so much for being here and welcome to the greatest city in the world to which Buddy replies, oh. Oh, I'm sorry. You're being serious. Uh, and uh, and he's like, we we're set up over here where there's a small piece of carpet without a horrifying smellscape. <laughs> so uh, which I've been to airports where I've been like, where's the place that's the worst, the least worse in this airport? Uh, so I, I get that outside. Um, yeah, let's just not fly ever. Um, and uh, Leslie turns to Ben's like, hey, do I seem normal to you? <laughs> like, does everything seem fine? <laughs> Yeah, you seem fine. It's like, okay, great. I don't see him distracted or babbly. Like, no, it's great. And Ben is just really focused on making sure this interview happens and maybe not t- totally tuned in to, to his candidate here. Um, and then they sit down for the interview and Buddy um, describes Pawnee this way. Pawnee, Indiana, home to the Sweetums Candy Corporation, 19 toxic waste repositories and not much else. <laughs> This sleepy <laughs> mini metropolis is the site of a fascinating city council race. Join us today is one of the candidates, Leslie Nope. And Leslie says, welcome to Good Morning. <laughs> or, uh, <laughs> says, welcome to Good Morning. And Leslie says, it's my pleasure. Thanks for being on my show. <laughs> and Buddy's like, oh, he's like, he's seen like, this is different because um, Leslie is inviting him to his show. Um, and then he's like, um, we're at the Pawnee Municipal Airport, which I must add is rather decrepit. <laughs> decrepit. And uh and Leslie's like, yeah, it needs some refurbishments. Um, and that's going to be a central piece of my platform. Um, and, and Buddy's like, oh, okay. And he's like, D- go take out, check out Joe Appledamas over there. Right. And Joe is the security guy. And he's holding um, a <laughs> beachcomber style magnetic or um, metal detector. They don't even have like the walkthrough things. He's holding one of those things you would get at Radio Shack to see if there are any dangers uh, coming through this commuter airport um and uh you know leslie says he's been working here since 1996 his salary has not been raised a nickel and i'm going to work hard to make that happen and buddy's response is okay this this meta this airport seems like a metaphor are you familiar with the the term um (laughs) it's symbolic of the town being out of touch out of date perhaps lost it's significant and sad (laughs) your thoughts say what you will about sean hayes but he's so good at being like a jerk it's great. This this is true. He is good at being a jerk. Um, and so he's, Leslie's response is like, well, we don't have big city amenities, but I think we more than make up for it with friendly faces and hand working hands, hard working hands. <laughs> um, and uh, but he's like, OK, moving on. Uh, and so the next question that we see from them when it comes back to them is uh, your campaign hit a snag when we discovered that you you and your uh, boss, Ben White, were having as Buddy says, un affaire de coeur, uh, I don't know how to say any of those things, which is affair of the heart. It's French. Un affaire de coeur. Does that sound right? Sure. Yeah, French. Yeah, I'll go with it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and Leslie's like, I don't want to talk about that. I'd rather talk about ways to solve problems in the town. And Buddy's like, good luck with that. But I, I want to talk about your affair with Ben. <laughs> and Buddy, and she says again, I don't want to talk about that. And um let's talk about how we can improve the airport or our many wonderful parks and ben buddy's like nope i want to talk about you and ben and it cuts to ann going "Uh uh-oh i know that look and tom's like she's got the crazy eyes um and uh and she's like listen it cuts back to us like listen i don't appreciate your condescending tone um and you know what maybe i had a couple of drinks so uh you know what what the heck Uh, ben and i first and then ben's like whoa 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 you had are you drunk (laughs) and i was like no (laughs) preposterous <laughs> which is one of the words that drunk people try to use when they'd want to show that they're not drunk <laughs> preposterous i don't think any i don't think any sober person has ever used the word preposterous <laughs> so um she's like preposterous are you inebriated um and uh and while she's saying inebriated she has like a, a drunk hiccup burp <laughs> like that was bad timing <laughs> uh and so buddy's like well, this is the first an uh, interview with a potential city councilwoman, Leslie Nope, who appears to be drunk right now on camera. Um, and uh, and then, you know, she's like, listen, I had a cup, a jumbo margarita, some flaming tequila shots and and you can get drunk. It's 
And Buddy's like, is it the town that makes you drink this way? (laughs) (laughs) Is it the town? Um, And then Melissa's like, no, this is over. And she tries to get up, but she's like wired into the the microphone pack and it's going through the chair. And like she pulls the chair over and is like, that's not because I'm drunk. It's because of the wire. And uh, and um, and so it's not good. And Buddy is ending this saying this is a fitting end to a bizarre interview and a sad moment in a depressing city with no hope. And the waning moments of the bitter saga that has been a contentious campaign. <laughs> like that's all one sentence. <laughs> um, and so then cut back to, like after a commercial break, Leslie's like, come on, buddy, you can't air that tape. And he's like, I'm going to air it. This is um, terrible. This is a great for me as it is terrible for you. The sheep watching my show are going to eat it like tiramisu. And then he looks at her like tiramisu is an Italian dessert. It's like, I know what it is. And sheep don't eat it. <laughs> Um, but buddy's like, I'm going to show this to all of the Indiana sphere. Uh, and so this is not a good development. And, uh, I love then, how proud of that he was like, that was like a big deal. Yeah. But I'm not Indiana saying Indiana is not, but I'm just like, it was so much bigger. Like it was New York or Tokyo or something. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, this kind of an interview would go viral too. So it's like, it only will elevate his platform. Right. So he'll be, he'll sure. be on, uh, no, like, on the internet, like internet famous for being the person interview- interviewing Leslie Nope, right? So any bad news is good news for him. So as we'll see later. <laughs> um, uh, and so <laughs> Leslie apologized to Ben uh, and Ben's like, we just need to figure out a way to stop that interview from airing. And, uh, and Tom points out, you know, we, I still have time on that hot tub. Um, <laughs> so they take the hot tub limo to the, um, to Indiana. <laughs> uh, and they, when they get in the limo, <laughs> the, the driver's like, uh, where are we going? Folks drive around, hit the strip clubs. <laughs> Tom's like, yeah. Um, and Ben's like, no, we have to go to Indianapolis. And he has to like walk up to the driver with the address. <laughs> and the driver's like, really? <laughs> no one ever actually uses this for actual transportation. <laughs> it's like, I can't go on the highway. So it'll be a few extra hours. Uh, and then Ben's like, okay. And like, he's already made his way all the way back to the seat. And then the, the, the driver holds it up. He's like, Hey, is this a seven or a one? And Ben has to walk all the way back up to the front. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I love that. And, uh, so they get there and, uh, get to buddy's house and buddy comes out and is like, Hey, you guys are blocking my driveway and opens the door and Leslie up nope comes out and it's so bright. And, and like they, they're from the, the, tinted windows of the the uh the hot tub limo it's like that's oh, so bright i can't see and like she's not flash, even opening her eyes over yeah <laughs> yeah a couple things going on um and uh and let's let's like please I, i'm begging you destroy the tape um and uh and buddy's like i got your 50 messages and 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 ben's like leslie was just blowing off some steam and he also can't see either like the whole time <laughs> which is adam scott does a great job of like encountering the brightness too too quickly it's like it's so hard to see and like um so it's like they're just blowing off some steam and so please please destroy the the tape um that's five pleases and but it's like as much as i enjoy your graveling your tiny backwater airport lost my bag so um you know this is i can't even do it and uh and ben and leslie are like oh yeah okay well uh then we we should go Bye. <laughs> and uh, they get in the, the limo and Ben is like, ah, screw it. And he opens uh, a bottle of champagne and fun, fun, li- fun, 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 Ben lives. And uh, yeah, so then uh, they get back to the house and you can see Donna and Jerry like passed out <laughs> on the at the table where they had been make, stuffing envelopes all night. Um, and uh, they're just getting back into the whole situation. And Leslie has a talking head like to win an election you have to be good you have to be lucky and i got pretty lucky when i met ben um and i'm lucky that ann and tom and all my friends helped volunteer to help me out i'm super lucky that that tape disappeared and while she's saying that it cuts to a a video of the the airport worker who is throwing the the bag with the tape in the garbage (laughs) it's like all uh we may have used up all our luck tonight um and then uh yeah so but Les is like, but Ben's about to get lucky and he doesn't even know yet. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah. So then, um, so that's that main plot line, but Anne and, and Tom, uh, you know, they have us then gelling all this throughout this whole evening together. 
and uh, Tom comes into Anne's office. This is during the credit scene. He's like, hey, I don't know if you know this, but we've now gone 48 hours without breaking up, shattering our previous record. And Anne's like, that's not bad. And so to celebrate, I got you a little gift. Um, and it's just a little 48-hour anniversary gift. And so Anne opens it, and it is condoms. <laughs> Tom's like, 48 of them. Different flavor for each hour. And then Anne's like, yeah, oh, we're not dating Tom. anymore. Get out. It's like, it's like, I took a risk. <laughs> so yeah. So Tom, Tom is still a sleaze turns out. So yeah, so that himself. is season four, episode 18. Lucky. So all in all, it's a f- fine episode. I would have yeah. loved more of Andy and that whole situation. I would have loved right. to have the whole, the whole oral final would have been great, <laughs> but I would have liked more episodes of him at, community college just taking all the crazy classes and yeah it's almost like we should make a show about like people like that people who go to a community college this it's a crazy it's a crazy world it's a crazy world yeah (laughs) community college it's like if they only had a couple friends who maybe were in a class together who were um a study group or something Mm -hmm, mm-hmm 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 yeah. Yeah. I like how like in this one again, Leslie's kindness comes back to help her. Like, you know, the fact that she got the guys the badges, um, there are the airport workers the badges, like like with the police. Like anytime, mm-hmm. you know, if Leslie Nope needs a favor. So, you know, they yeah. I, I and it's called lucky, you know, but really and she was, but at the same time, because she she you make your own luck, I think, in that mm-hmm. her kindness was was the thing that kind of saved right. up that luck shit yeah. if you will if you C-H-I-T. will it means like yeah. a, a token right i know what it means i just want to make sure everybody no, I know. I'm just, heard what you said <laughs> yeah no i know right yeah so, uh yeah. yeah so this this episode uh one of uh, written by nick offerman yeah ron swanson so yeah. that, that's pretty cool um and uh yeah leslie is displayed as a person who cares about her friends cares about her town and her town and her friends care about her. Ba-ba-da-da. And we got so. more we got more Jerry and Donna in this one, which I thought mm-hmm. was fun. Um, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. and uh and Andy shaved probably for the but he just looked weird. I was like, did he shave for something else? But um like I think we were talking before, he probably shaved just for the oral presentation. Like he's trying to present himself as somebody who looks intelligent and like put together. Mm-hmm. So but yeah, I just I couldn't it's like ah, something's off. <laughs> something's off. There's way too much of his face exposed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And this was before he got like uh thin, right? Before he got he he got Guardians of Galaxy healthy. And uh mm-hmm. and so like Star Lord. Yeah. yeah, Star before he Star Lorded out. And so this is a a time when Andy, you know, had some extra pounds and like so his face, there's just a lot of face, <laughs> which is shocking <laughs> when you first see it whoa what's happening to andy and his hair is combed he's wearing a tie <laughs> it's like all kinds of stuff right so man uh the top review yeah. of this episode on imdb is a one out of ten this episode had such oh. great lead up to the fall of leslie nope <laughs> but no <laughs> the show keeps getting so predictable and awful that now it's completely <laughs> pathetic Leslie needs to go. <laughs> this was I know lucky. somebody's been out for Leslie. <laughs> somebody's been out for her this entire time on IMDb. One of these days, I'm going to go back and read all the, re- not all the reviews, but try to find that person and just see like, what is their thing? Like, why? Why do they want Leslie out so bad? Well, in this episode in particular, the tape should have been a reality check for Leslie. And no, she gets away with this too. <laughs> Horrible episode. And my head hurts watching this nonsense. There... <laughs> Four seasons and 18 episodes into this thing. And there's still like five people said this was helpful. And 99 people said thumbs down. Um, this is from. Uh, Daniel. Danny Alchima. One three zero three two. So. Uh, but they're a big fan of Tucker Carlson. So. Are you kidding me? No, no I just that's what their profile. No, so. I know that. That was the. <laughs> That was the title of the review. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, man. I'm just looking at the things they, they rate, which is funny. <laughs> it's 
So, all right. Anyway, it's just, it's just funny when people don't understand like the point of comedy. Like you do have to suspend your your belief a little bit for shows like this. So, yeah, maybe that's I, maybe it's just not for everybody. Well, I think this person in particular has <laughs> some things they're working on. So that's where okay. I'm going. I'm, that's right, where I'm going right. to leave it. <laughs> should, so I'll just read, I'll read a couple of these titles just super fast uh, from the same person. Uh, should be the end of Leslie Nope. The show is ruined. Finally, someone exposes Leslie. Leslie is the worst. <laughs> Leslie is still a problem. Leslie needs to go. These are all. Those are all different episodes. Yeah. So I don't know why they kept watching it. <laughs> exactly. Like looking at what I they like really... and this. Like they're very different. So are they a hostage that's allowed to like leave reviews? I don't know. I do uh, not know. So that's hilarious. Anyway. Well. <laughs> season four episode 19 this is their this is their review for next week their title still boring and repetitive <laughs> oh that'll be fun that'll speaking be fun. of 19 what is what is next week's episode live ammo is the title and it is which i would think this person would love <laughs> yeah <laughs> well all kinds of fun things uh the this is when they Leslie or Leslie has to choose between the parks department and the animal shelter. And, uh, and then we also see Ron being considered for a promotion. Mm. Um, and, uh, they go and meditate together. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. This is, this has one of my favorite lines. <laughs> one of my favorite Ron lines. I just, I don't know, but I know there's a spinning cone of meat next door and I'm going to eat the <laughs> <Yes>. whole thing. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I'm going to eat the whole thing. So, oh, Ron, long live Ron. So, all right. Well, Well, until next uh, time. Yeah, until next time, listener, we will be gone now. (laughs) (laughs) So, I'll talk to you later. All right, bye. (laughs) Bye. 